I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Tuesday, November 16th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance and tech, all in less than seven minutes. So Jay, today was the day. It was the first snow in Toronto. Depending on your perspective, this was either a great thing or a terrible thing. What's your view on the whole snow situation? I am going to choose to be optimistic about it because last season we did a lot of outdoor activities that we didn't, wouldn't necessarily do, but for COVID. And so we hiked in the woods, we snowshoed, we skied, we snowboarded, and the big winter in Toronto skated outside. So we're sharpening our skates. We are ready. I'm pretty fortunate about the whole snow thing because I remember when I was living at my parents' house, I had to shovel the driveway a lot. Or by the way, like it wasn't really, it's was mostly my dad, but occasionally I'd have to shovel the driveway. So that wasn't fun. But living in a condo, there's really no maintenance or anything. And so the snow's not too bad. It's the cold I really don't like. It sounds like it was a hard knock life in Etobicoke growing up. Well, you know, I, I, I was very fortunate. I'll put it that way. <laughs> I'm very fortunate <laughs> that someone shoveled the driveway. <laughs> Brett, what do we have for Peak Pals today? Well, for our first story, Royal Dutch Shell, but without the Royal Dutch. For our second story, the future of computing. And for our last story, Casper becomes the ghost. For our first story, oil giant Shell is moving its headquarters from the Netherlands to the UK in a move to shake up its business structure. Brett, tell us what's happening with Shell. So as the name implies, Royal Dutch Shell was founded in the Netherlands in 1890. And the purpose was to drill for oil, what was then the Dutch East Indies, and now today is Indonesia. In 1897, it merged with a British company and became the main competitor to the U.S.'s standard oil. Okay, that's the history lesson taken care of. Shell and the Netherlands' relationship has soured in recent years over the oil giant's emissions, which the Netherlands is trying to clean up. Up until now, Shell was incorporated in the U.K., but filed taxes in the Netherlands since 2005. But those taxes have become a real pain in the Shell. Right now, Shell pays a 15% Dutch withholding tax on certain shares. The UK shares are not subject to such a levy. And on top of the taxation issues, activist investor Third Point Capital has been pressuring the business to split up its divisions, which some investors think will improve environmental and financial performance. So Third Point praised the move. So Brett, why should people else care about Shell's dispute with the Netherlands? Well, this is a great example of how climate policies, taxation policies, and really all sorts of government action are transforming the business landscape. Moving forward, expect to see more businesses relocated from their home countries over conditions they perceive as inhospitable. And Jay, you mentioned that this is pretty similar to when China banned Bitcoin mining and they went all over the place to set up operations. Shell's kind of doing the same thing, but just on a different scale. For a second story, IBM released its largest quantum computing processor ever. Jay, what's up with quantum computers? I'm glad that I get to describe what quantum computers are. So quantum computers are more powerful and faster than traditional computers. They use a totally different technology and could take our machine learning and AI capabilities really to the next level. This could help with data intensive activities like drug discovery, especially. So the main challenge for developing quantum computers has been developing a processor powerful enough or one that has enough qubits, the quantum computing unit of bits that it can outcompete a traditional computer. Now, quantum computing is seen as the final frontier of computing, which means that IBM, Amazon, Microsoft, and Google, some of the biggest companies in technology are investing in quantum computing. Jay, that was a great explanation. You are now our quantum computing expert on the Peak Daily. And yesterday, IBM unveiled their 127 qubit quantum processor that can simulate processes that can't be done on traditional computers. This brings us one step closer to releasing IBM's first quantum computer by the end of 2023. So Jay, why should Peak Pals care about quantum computing? Well, while IBM is a leader in quantum computing right now, 
Canadian companies Xanadu and D-Wave are also serious contenders for the quantum computing crown, which is a very, very difficult thing to say five times fast. And that crown could be worth a lot of dollars. And so whoever gets this will be very lucky. Speaking of a lot of dollars, for our last story, a private equity firm is buying mattress company Casper. Brett, what's going on with Casper and should we be sleeping on it? Well, yeah, that's up for you to decide. But Casper is a direct consumer mattress company. In fact, they were the first direct consumer mattress company in the world. In February, they went public to raise funds to go beyond just mattresses. Their plan was to become a total sleep company that sold everything from sleep tracking devices to supplements and bed sheets. But basically, this didn't really work. Although Casper was the golden child of the D2C world, Casper's revenue started to drop as more players entered the mattress space and it got increasingly expensive to acquire new users, which their business was dependent on. And the result was poor market performance. This was happening at a time when public market hype around D2C brands was waiting. So enter private equity firm Durational Capital Management, which will take Casper private next year. So Brett, why should people else care about Casper at all? Well, the public markets are taking a much closer look at these D2C brands and how much they're actually spending to acquire new customers. By the way, don't forget that not too long ago, they really were all the rage. People were so excited about them. And so far, investors are not liking what they've seen, at least with Casper, and expect other publicly traded direct-to-consumer brands like Orby Parker and Allbirds to get a similar treatment by the markets. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second one, follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. Well, thank you, Brett. And Brett, get your snowboard waxed up. We're snowboarding for American Thanksgiving next week. Mark my words. No, no. <laughs> Have a good day, Brett.